On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Well, there was that handshake, uh, Dino, that Tanya was referring to. At least they did it. So he's a... He, he's an interesting character, isn't he? Nick Curiosity divides opinion. What's our next guest think of him? Phil Buzz Rutherford's on the line. Buzz, good morning. And Curios has won through to the round of 16, which is great news. But again, controversy just follows him everywhere, Buzz. Oh, right. Bulldog, good morning. <laughs> you know what? My column, I used to have a brat free zone and a UFC free zone. Yep. I ended up dropping it with Nick Curios when he. Did some wonderful charity work. I, I think it was during the bushfires, and I think he was the first sportsman in Australia to really take up the cause. And but I tell you what, I feel like reintroducing it. I don't copy him at all, to be honest. I, I think when you're spitting on centre court towards fans and the abuse he comes up with, uh, just it's I vile, think, Buzz. It's mm-hmm. vile. For I, it always intrigues me that he will walk onto centre court. At the Australian Open and be absolutely cheered wildly. Kids, so, lo- yeah. kids so love people him. still love kids him. Love yet him. Yeah. There's people I speak to don't copy him at all. They think it's some Australian what he does, and it's not how we lead our lives over here. But there's obviously a, a core of people that love him, Buzz. Dog, and you know what? Channel Nine cover the tennis now, and don't you reckon they love him? Because whenever he's on at the Australian Open. The TV ratings go through there. They want to watch Nick Kyrgios yep. more than Djokovic, Fedra, Nadal. The country just turns on and watches him, and you normally get something that you don't expect to see. But you I think some people want to see him get beaten, Buzz? Oh, possibly. I don't mind seeing him get beaten. You know, I don't want our country embarrassed on the international stage like at Wimbledon. Here, here. I'm and you, you know what? I think it's time his sponsors did something about it. Mm-hmm. And when a sponsor like Nike, who have so many wonderful athletes on this planet, do something as you know significant as removing their logo from his clobber, I think it might help get the message across that his behaviour is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And anyone listening, if you are raising children, of course you want to see them do well in life, and sport, educate, whatever. But you don't want them to behave. And this bloke isn't a kid. Mm. You just don't want... He's a shocking example for young kids. Well, Buzz, we'll go from one extreme to the other because we haven't mentioned this earlier and it's remiss of myself and Dino, but Jay Opatai has won the um, IBF Cruiserweight World title in the Gold Coast last night, beating the, the champion, Marius brightest but fantastic achievement to do so in a unanimous decision but apparently he has suffered a broken jaw during the fight has showed what Ben Damon Australia's best boxing uh, commentator has described as otherworldly toughness to win it that is an inspiring sportsman Buzz oh what a story Raymond eh? Mm. what a story incredible um like, it's hard enough to win a world title or get into a boxing ring as an amateur with headgear, but to do it in a world title, and John Sattler, 
played a grand final famously with a broken jaw. Yeah. That's just unbelievable. Mm. And you know what? I've spoken to Jai Patoba. He's a lovely fella. He's a lovely fella. He's as nice as he, you know, as he's a good boxer. And yeah. um, what a great moment, eh? That's fantastic. fantastic, yeah. right? Really, really good. What courage, eh? Mm. Yeah. Buzz, Origin team's out tomorrow. Clearly, the centre position has been dissected fairly heavily. Do you see any other changes? And who do you think will line up in the centres? Oh, look, I think it's a really, really easy one, Bulldog. I think you just bring Jack Whiten back. He was clearly our best player in Origin 1 at Acor Stadium there, what, three weeks ago. He only missed Perth because of COVID. He's back. He's fit. He's healthy. He'll show that when he plays for the Raiders this afternoon. And, look, I'd just bring him back in for Stephen Crichton. I guess the only question there is what you do with the bench. Crichton was on the bench for... Game one, I'd put him back there. And, and um, unfortunately, Talakai, who was the last end of the squad, will be the first out. That's, mm-hmm. I, I think it's easy. Um, I heard you talking about their record, and I, I ran the uh, New South Wales record in McCollum this morning at Suncourt. They've only won two of the last nine games there. So it's going to be really, really difficult. You're right, they're going to be pumped up. Um, I expect one change at Queensland. I'm not sure Dane Gagai will remain in the centres. This talk will go to the wing or be dropped altogether. But Ponger, I think, will be will be okay to play. Munster, I'm told, will be okay to play. So it's going to be one heck of a game of football. And um, mm. we spoke about television ratings with Nick Kyrgios. This could be an all-time game, this one. Yeah, decider and, at Suncorp. Uh, Mate, it's, it's such a... Incredible match this will be, and Dino's spoken about it previously. Buzz that the Queensland bounce back; they will be, you know, they will come back big time. Just on I heard Bulldog the, bagging Tonga five minutes ago with a caller, and uh, dog, dog, you've got a shocking record of firing up the Queensland. Can you not do it? Just talk <laughs> no, him up. Buzz, to be fair, I didn't bag him. Um, Adrian bagged him. I'd still oh. have Kalen Ponga in the side. But, yeah, but you agreed with him. But... Well, I think there are some deficiencies in his defence, and I think that was shown up in Perth. There's no denying that. But I'd certainly have Kalen Ponga at fullback yeah. for game three. I mean, Just don't he's a star. fire him up, dog. They <laughs> love your nonsense. And oh, they stick please. Up on the dressing room. All One comment three years ago. Let it die. Oh, is, that, is that the 40-year way or something? Yeah, well, I said oh. worse than 40 years. Talk him up, dog. Yeah. Talk him up. <laughs> hey, oh, sorry, sorry yeah. Ray. I was going to say, Buzz, in your column today, you've got an interesting story. Uh, in the Sunday Telegraph, about Penrith mm. potentially trying to lure Matt Burton back. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> oh, uh, look, let's be serious. This is a bit of a long shot. But Matt Burton, as we know, is available to talk to other clubs from November this year. And he only went to the Bulldogs for two seasons because he just wanted to check it out. And with a possible view of one day returning to the Panthers where he won the Premiership last year. He's extremely tight, as we saw in Origin, with all the Penrith boys. And he, no doubt, would like to go back there. But there's a thing called the salary cap, which is going to be the major hurdle. But if they can't keep Stephen Crichton, if there's also a problem with Bryant Toho, and these boys are at an age, they can't all stay at Penrith for unders, can they? They've mm. got houses to buy, kids to feed eventually, and they're going to want top dollar for their services like any. And look, they've lost Kikau and they've lost Happy Coruscant. And, um, you know, it's a fact that players leave. So if there is the cap space created, 
I would have no doubt whatsoever that uh, Matt Burton would be a hope of going back to Penrith. He loves it there. He's from Dubbo with Isaiah. And he's a great, great player. And, you know, it's always risky someone so young calling them a great player. But Mm. I think he is. And that boot he's got is the most dangerous weapon in rugby league right now. And um, uh, Look, and, and Penrith put in all the work. I know he came from Dubbo. He's not from Blacktown or St Mary's or one of their junior clubs. Penrith did the development with him. Mm. And I'd like to see him back there. I really would. Yep. It would be romantic almost. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, romantic, aren't you, Buzz? Yeah. Hey, Buzz well, wouldn't you like uh, to Just see a soft side of you I've never seen. It's lovely. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dean. It's very sweet, <laughs> Philip. Hey, hey, Buzz, Michael, who is a massive Penworth fan, actually posed the question to me, but I'll pose it to both yourself and Dino, much better qualified than I am to answer. Um, discussions around Penworth's greatest ever player. It's always been... Greg Brandy Alexander, but Nathan Cleary is now very much in that conversation and some would have him already in front of Brandy. He's only 24, though. Buzz and Dino, yeah. question to both of you. Um, who is Penrith's greatest ever player and where does Cleary now now rest? Oh, Buzz, I'll go first. And yeah, oh, Look, Brandy's still number one. Mm. No doubt about it. You've got a couple of other legends the longevity, out there. Longevity. Mark Geyer, you know, Royce Simmons, Craig Gower. There's multiple legends at Penrith. Look, I think Nathan Cleary is on track to become potentially mm. the number one. Nathan's got another, what, Buzz? He's 24, 24 seven, eight, yeah. nine, ten years left in him. So if Nathan yeah. continues at the level he's at for the next eight years, you'd have to think he would become number one. Buzz? Yeah, look, he's not played for Australia yet, has he, Nathan Cleary? Um, I think he has, hasn't he? I'll, he wrong. For, well, I'll check that. Harry sorry, Buzz. Is, yeah, sorry, Buzz. Sorry. Yeah. So I'll check that. You keep going. Sorry, mate. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I look at it this way, and Brandy came through in a really tough era with Mortimer and Sterling and, and didn't got get a lot of time in the Australian jersey either. He, he played in, in tour games, etc. But look, I've, I've still got Brandy ahead, but if um, Nathan Cleary remains in this sort of form in origin for another two years, I'd be nearly whacking him on top, but... Mm. Um, Still, I agree with you, Dog. Probably 18 months off. Uh, fantastic game in Perth. Incredible. You wrote it, Dog. It was Andrew Johns all over again. It was Sterling, Stewart, Mortimer. It was everything. Yeah, it was certainly a superstar. Yeah, hasn't played for Australia yet, Buzz. You're, you're correct, mate. So. Buzz, yeah. Mike, Michael texts in, and I'll join in here if you like to. Uh, hey, Buzz, what do you think of Bizza, obviously Brian Toto, playing Origin and now saying he will play Samoa first choice at the World Cup? I don't agree, and I'm a Panthers supporter. Cheers, Michael. I personally, Buzz, don't have a problem with players wanting to go back to play for their country of heritage at the World Cup. I think it boosts up international rugby league. However, others do suggest that origin should always be a trial, in inverted commas, for the Australian jumper. Yeah, look, I think it's no longer a trial for the Australian jumper because if it is, you're going to leave many of the best players in rugby league out of the state of origin, which we don't want to see. And Brian Toto is not the only one. I think you'll find after the third origin game that Jerome Luai will pledge his support to Samoa. Um, Tonga, is it? Is it Tonga, uh, Samoa? I know. uh, uh, Sorry, Buzz, you are right. I think you'll find Daniel Tupo and Tony Staggs might also go to play for Tonga. Now, Jerome Luai, is he going to get to the Australian side ahead of Cameron Munster? Of course he's not. 
So don't you want to see a strong Samoa in the World Cup? Absolutely. I think it's a fantastic thing he's doing. And some of the younger players in the Samoan team are going to learn a lot from him, from Anthony Milford and players of that calibre. Mm. And the stronger teams we have at the World Cup across the board, I couldn't give a stuff they don't play for Australia, to be honest with you. We've got yeah. the depth bars to cover, point. haven't we? Good point, Buzz. Mm. Tell you an interesting story, guys. I'm doing in the column tomorrow, and I'll, I'll just brief you quickly now. You know the World Cup rankings? Mm. They are a complete farce. We're four, aren't we, Buzz? Australia? Yeah, New Zealand's number one, which I think is fair enough. We're number four, Don. Four, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so we're ranked behind England and Tonga. Yeah. And you know what that means, Don? We're going to be robbed of what could have been one of the great World Cup finals of all time because one and four are in the same side of the draw. So Australia will play New Zealand in the semi. They can't both be in the final. I think it's ridiculous. Someone yeah. needs to fix this ranking system. Mm, ridiculous. Hey, hey, Buzz, I don't know if you heard our interview earlier with Tom Magnier, who's about to tee off tomorrow in the J.P. McManus Pro-Am in Ireland amongst some of the world's great players and celebrities, etc. I wonder if there's a gig there next year for, for Ray Hadley, judging by his exploits. At his local golf course, Castle Hill, during the week. Oh, what about Bolt? Yeah. I get a text message. When was it? It was Monday. It was, he was on the first day of his holiday. He still can't leave his phone alone. A bit like you, right? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he's, um, he's got his, his 69 metres from the hole. Guess who he was playing with, dog? His old mate, Peter Sterling. Ah, right. Sterling. Like he used to bag all the time. But anyway, <laughs> he uh, they're playing at Castle Hill, par five, and he puts a... He puts his pitching wedge, the shot, 69 metres out straight into the hole on the fifth. And you know what? I had the text message before he'd reached the sixth grade. <laughs> Hadn't gone on the hole so yet I and you got a message. Ray, I said, I'll put in your column, but I'm going to bag you while I'm doing it. So. <laughs> you, did. you did. Hey, Buzz. Hey, what about Shane Flanning? Did you see that other item? Yep. They, that, what he did on the golf course. One yeah. That was down at, um, where is it, Willoware, yeah, on Thursday. Yeah, hey, dog, it was a really funny story. He was playing with Kyle, and Flano's not a very good golfer. So Kyle thought, I'll film this, and when he pushes or puts, pushes the shot into the trees, I'll put it up <laughs> on social media. He can't play golf. Anyway, <laughs> He's put it in the Kyle's ended up filming the hole in one. <laughs> So there's evidence of it. So there you go. Hey, Buzz, two games to complete this weekend's round of footy. The 2 o'clock game is the Warriors versus the Tigers. And then at 4.05 p.m., St. George Illawarra take on the Raiders. How do you see them, mate? Well, the Warriors, Mount Smart's going to be one of the most emotional afternoons of the year, isn't it? Mm. Shane Reese Walsh is out, isn't he, Bulldog? He certainly is. COVID. Yeah, that's a bit of a shame. But, look, I hope they turn up. Um, Really, really hard game to predict. How are the Warriors going to cope with that emotion? You don't know. I think the West Tigers can beat them, actually. I know they've got James wow. Roberts back. Mm. Big game for Luke Brooks and Hastings in the halves. So Adam Dewey to come off the bench. So I'll tip the West Tigers to win that. And I think Canberra can beat St. George Illawarra on what's going to be a really tricky surface on the ocean down there in Wollongong this afternoon. Yeah, the weather is extreme down there. A lot of rain and wind. Hey, Buzz, appreciate it as always on a Sunday morning. We'll talk next week. Good on you guys. Thanks, Talk Buzz. Soon. Cheers, yeah. sir.